The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. All topics are provided for informational purposes only and are not necessarily endorsed. Neither Light On nor its host accepts responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions presented in this episode. All rights reserved. It feels like all our heroes are counting. We all know why. Because it's painful not to pretend. The world itself is just one big hoax. Alright, welcome to A Light On. Uh, today I'm talking to Vina. Uh, who is the author of a book uh, called My Near-Death Experience from A to Z. Uh, and so I've seen some of your other interviews, and I was really uh, I was really interested in your story. It was fascinating to me on so, in so many different ways, uh, oh, wow. which I want <laughs> to ask you about. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess first I want to ask you, you know, where did this all start for you? Um, you know, tell us your story. Um, well, you know, um, I guess people have started calling me the, um, the Nodos queen. Um, <laughs> I, I, I saw a couple of comments and they, they said that, but, um, my parents sent me on a trip to Italy and, um, they weren't like travelers or anything. It was a school trip. And I, I think, like I said, the only reason they did it was because my dad is half Sicilian so I guess there was like a little, hey, yeah, why not Italy, you know? So um, they sent me and I got off the plane and the airport was crazy. There was people from everywhere. I'd never seen so many different types of people. And I was feeling a little tired and um, I had some vitamin pills, which my mother has always taken. And she gave me some for the trip. And I had those uh, caffeine pills, uh, the no-dos. And um, I took a bunch of them at the airport. And uh, we were getting our bags. And I, uh, by the time we got to the bus, I was feeling itchy and, and really frazzled. And almost like I wanted to jump out of my skin. Mm -hmm. Um. And so by the time we were on the bus, I, I kind of wanted to lay down and the nodos had kicked in fully. And that's the start of everything. But how, how many did you take? You know, I honestly don't know, but I know that I took so many pills, probably okay. the vitamins and the nodos, that when I was using the water fountain, some of the nodos came out my mouth okay so my mouth was kind of full okay. <laughs> and i had to put them back in my mouth all right so you weren't just taking like one pill here that's just what i wanted okay <laughs> all right no all right and by so... the way um i my guy at the very very end told me that it would heal my heart um of the damage that i did to it okay. But that would be the only time they would ever do that. Like that would be done. Um, so of course I've never taken pills at all. And especially mm -hmm. like that again. I mean, I've taken vitamins, but never 
no kind of pharmaceuticals like that ever again. If you can mm -hmm. call that a pharmaceutical, I mean, it is caffeine, but yeah. Well, it definitely had an effect, right? What happened? Uh, uh, yeah. What happened as a result of this? <laughs> no, no dose, dose. Yeah, this overdose. Yeah. Um, so I'm on the bus and I'm half laying down. And uh, forgive me if I close my eyes, but you know, uh, the memory of it, it's just, it's so um, prevalent after all these years. Uh, my heart was just racing and racing and racing. And it was like, it was so scary um, because you, we never hear our heart actually race in our ears, but I heard every beat and it just sounded um, so fast and so scary. And I, I wanted to, I remember I wanted to scream, but I couldn't scream and it started slowing down. Like it reached a peak or something. And then it just started really slowing down, really slowing down. And I wanted to scream some more, but, I couldn't, like, I just couldn't. And um, it just got to the point where I heard boom, boom, and then nothing. Wow. And the moment I heard that nothing, I remember my body just jerked really hard and I popped right out of my body. Wow. That's terrifying. It, it, yeah, that moment it definitely was. It, it was extremely um, scary when it just stopped. So, okay, so you're like, you were very in tune with your own heartbeat. And uh, so you're kind of like following along with this as it happened. And then next thing you know, you're separated from your body. Yes. And what was the view like when that happened? Okay, so the view was everything surrounding me at once. I saw myself, my body laying there. I saw all the people on the bus. I saw outside the bus. And the funniest thing is, um, you know, I, the bus was literally moving and I wasn't, I was no longer in physical form. Mm -hmm. So I remember at one point, I almost went through the bus and then I consciously brought myself back inside the bus. Does that sound weird? It does. How did, how would, is there a way to explain that? Like, would it be accurate to say like you had multiple cameras like all at once? Is that how it is? Well, as far as the view, it's it, you, you, ha you have like an omnidirectional view. So you're, okay. you're seeing behind you, to the side, everywhere. Now, remember, like, at this point, I'm like consciousness. I'm not, I'm not mm -hmm. a body. Right. And I didn't have my senses. And I, I wasn't hearing anything, but I was, I knew every sound that, that was on the bus because of all the vibrations. This body or this, this consciousness that I was in was picking up all those vibrations um, and the vibrations of, I remember hearing vibrationally uh, the mountains, there were mountains kind of far out, not too far, but far enough. But I, I heard this steady like hum from these mountains. Um, 
But at the same time, I was cognizant there was a tiny little ant. There was a blue, a, a, a brown rubber floor mat. And I'll never forget this tiny little ant. I saw that as I'm cognizant of the mountains hmm. and, and the sound that they're making. And there was these little furry animals. And I, I'm sure that they were rabbits um, along the highway, but off in the mm -hmm. grass, like, and then the cars that were going by, it was pure pandemonium. Italians are like nuts. <laughs> I grew up with them. I know. <laughs> They're insane. Um, but I mean, I was just cognizant. You're just cognizant of. It's like an awareness, right? A complete yeah. awareness of all the vibrations, all the energy. Um, and, and if you think about it, everything really is kind of energetic. I mean, everything has its own energy. Yeah, Even for sure. The, um, I, I described this in the book because it's kind of important, but there was this steel bar that was in the front of the bus and, and it's, Every bus, I'm sure, in the entire world has this in the front of the bus so you can hold on. And it was something I would do on the bus going to high school. I would hold on to the bar when I was getting ready to get off. And I remember just subconsciously reaching for this bar, but I couldn't grasp it. My hand, my, my, my spiritual form just kept going through it. Sounds like in that movie Ghost, you know, when he's trying, when he's a exactly. ghost and he's trying to exactly. like push. Yeah, you know, that's really good. I didn't think about <laughs> yeah. that. But yeah, that's really good um, uh, comparison. Yeah, yeah. And wow. I remember, um, I could see the 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 energy coming from this steel from this bar, and but the light as it interacted with my form. I, I do remember that. And it was, and I kept trying to do it because at this point, I really didn't know I was dead per se. Because hmm. I mean, I was so alive, you know, I was, I, there was nothing dead as far as I was concerned. Wow. It could, would you be able to compare this with any kind of dream that you've ever had as far as like the awareness of all things? Because I, I'm just thinking of some of the dream. Like I never dream like other people, which is really weird. <laughs> but like when I dream and I see, like if I if there's a person in my dream, they won't necessarily look like that person. But I will be a it, it will be like an awareness that that is the person. Right. And, you it's know, a, that's very interesting. But yeah. And, and I want to say something about that. But no, it's um my dreams are sort of dimension, like two dimensional most of the time. Okay. Um, I wouldn't even say they were three dimensional, but this was nothing like that. You're cognizant of everything in the physical realm, but beyond that physical realm. Mm. Um, but I, I, Getting back to what you just said, um, yeah, 
wait say say that last part again though yeah so i was saying when i have dreams like i don't necessarily see like the person or or like denote them by their physical appearance but the, uh it's more of an awareness that it is that person yes yes yeah. i i want to um say something about that um you know that's very interesting that you said that and i don't even think you've read my book i, I, I haven't no okay but I actually, it's so funny you say that. I describe just that in the book because that's how it feels when we connect um, the soul to soul connection. Even though you may not recognize the being physically mm -hmm. or I've seen that physical aspect of them, that soul to recognizes that soul. Wow. Okay. And there's a clicking that goes. You click with that. I totally get and, it. Yeah. Pardon? I totally get it. Yeah. So it's fascinating to me that you just said that because I literally described that. And wow. it's a it's a soul to soul recognition. And it's how we know each other or how I knew like when my guide showed me my past, some of my past lives. Um my soul clicked with these people, even though they look nothing like me. Nothing. So, so was that no the one... next thing you saw people? Pardon? Was that the next thing that happened? You saw people or no, beings? I'm or... sorry. I'm totally jumping. No, no I... worries. We no, were no, no, everywhere. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no but worries. it's just fascinating to me you said that because it's yeah. exactly what happens i'm weird man i don't know what's going on with my <laughs> dreams like i have these i have a weird like awareness that like most people don't have i don't know it <laughs> in my dreams i never remember my dreams but when i do that they're so weird <laughs> they're just very strange but you know so much happens during our dreams um yeah. so much i mean we, we either visit loved ones or, you know, they visit with us. I mean, that's where, you know, a lot of the action happens. You know, our guides, they kind of talk to us most of the time during our dreams. Mm -hmm. So that's very, I totally get that. Mm, yeah. I wish, well, I wish my guy would talk weird more, at all. Mostly I have like stress dreams about like t taking out the garbage or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my guide would come visit me. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I rarely remember them really. Um, but so occasionally I'll have, I'll just ha I'll have something really strange and they're always something like, they're never, through. what's that? Something bleeds through. Yeah. Like it'll, um, it just won't be your standard kind of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, like one time I had a dream where uh, I was just aware that time was not linear. <laughs> I, I, I spoke about this in another podcast. Um, I just, I like I remember being in my childhood bedroom. Okay. And, and then then I remember being like in the present day and there was just this awareness that like oh this is all happening now. Like right now at the same time. Yes, and that's all the best way I can explain it. Yeah. It overlaps. Yeah. Like I felt that same sensation of of the, my old bedroom and my present day at the same time and right. I knew that it was concurrent. Yeah. Fascinating. fascinating it's weird yeah, yeah. but that's fascinating mm. but uh yeah so anyway uh okay so you're so you're floating on your body you're there you're this omnipresent awareness and what what happens next do you see people anybody oh yeah so i um 
the bus driver, um, he was very animated um, guy. And so like he kind of drew me. Um, and I saw a bunch of stuff about him. Um, not that I was even interested in seeing stuff about him. It was just like his his physical, the physical aspect of him was like peeled away. And I, I saw like he he had quite a few ailments and they were, you could see because it, it was like there was a general flow of energy to his being, but in certain places it was broken. And so those I knew to be like, he was sick. And, um, but not only that, other information just kind of unfolded about him. Like he was a cheater. He had, you know, other kids. <laughs> wow. I, yeah. I could have really bribed this poor guy if I wanted to. You know? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Wow. But, um, you know, and, and information came through about like some of his past lives. Um, and, you know, at the time, just remember, I'm 17. I'm seeing this information. I have no idea what to do with it, like as far as how to process it, you know. So I'm just like totally in observant mode, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe today, if that exact same situation happened. I would be more in the, hey, you know, I could help this guy some kind of way. But at that time, I was just in pure observation mode. Um, but anyway, I saw his past lives and, and the temperament that he had. And um, next thing I know, this presence, um, this, this, this energy just kind of like, whisked me away and everything just became like it faded away and I no longer I wasn't even caring or cognizant of the bus the mountains the traffic anything and I was just sort of just gently I don't know if you could say placed but I'll just say I landed in this white realm um, and that realm is, it's just indescribable. You know, people have asked me, was it a white light? Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't a light. Um, it wasn't a tunnel. It was this realm of beauty, stillness, love, the deepest sense of love that you could ever imagine it was such a steady pure love <clears throat> and when I say this white realm I mean it was whiter than white it was just I I, I don't even know if we have that here on earth wow. you know I, I'm looking at this piece of paper here mm -hmm. and it's like this realm it was so pure and so white, but it had like this glow, this glow everywhere. And um, I, I stayed in this realm for, I don't know how long. And within this realm, you, 
so many different things happened at once um, in this realm and they all happened simultaneously. I was cleansed of so much. I, I was aware of so much. I was so relaxed, so calm. But at the same time, you see like the shimmering openings where you can actually see beyond this white realm to different other worlds. Mm -hmm. um, does that sound weird? I mean, it has to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I hope it's not normal up there, you know, or wherever. <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's so much um, <clears throat> like you, it's sort of like you're, it's like an opening to higher worlds and even higher worlds, but mm. I didn't go to them, but I was cognizant of them. I was okay. aware of them. Um, and there, and there were so many, so many different ones. Um, but I was so content to just stay in this realm of pure white love forever. Like, mm. and it felt like I kind of did. Um, was there any concept of, time that, that oh you, gosh no like, no 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 and you know um to be honest with you i felt like when i say i felt home like it was home i felt like i had been there forever like forever like i had never left there you know i've and, heard that a lot yeah but I understand why now, because <clears throat> our souls never, ever incarnate. That is something I learned um, during this. It's the spiritual aspect of the soul that incarnates. So our soul resides there on the other side all the time. Okay. And so I, I somehow connected or reconnected more directly to my soul while in this white realm. And I, I hope that doesn't sound schizophrenic, but no, I've heard it's, that okay. before. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a difference okay. between your, your essence and your soul or your spirit. And Absolutely. Your soul. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. The soul never leaves. It never comes here. It doesn't incarnate. It, it, it's pure. It can't ever be, controlled wow. uh, or polluted or anything like that. Um, but of course, you know, the spiritual essence of that soul is the one that incarnates into us or into other beings. And, but through this white realm, it's like I made that connection to my soul and it was just, the coming home like oh gosh and this this information just being being cognizant of this stuff this information comes to you as just like the same kind of awareness it's like it's just the knowing it's like mm -hmm. you just know 
I don't know how else to explain it. Um, mm -hmm. I guess like you dive into this ocean of knowledge and you're, and you just know once you dive in, I mean, wow. you just know, you know, and I know that, um, a lot of people like me I can't meditate because number one, I'm just way too impatient <laughs> and I just can't me sit too. still too long, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, I'm just not the one for that. Um, but I get my insights other ways, but I know that um, a lot of people who meditate say that, you know, they've tapped into that mm. and they're just aware. Like once you, reach that realm or of whatever i guess it's the white realm they're talking about but they just know and you you just know you're just submersed in this complete understanding and and knowledge and <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> did you feel at any point that like this experience was tailored just for you or was it an experience that everybody goes through oh my god you know what that's a fascinating question and no mm. one has asked me that and I honestly believe um, my guide had told me that we had agreed to to this um, before I came. So I would have to say that it was tailored for me. Okay. Um, not that other people haven't experienced certain aspects of the stuff I experienced, but I know that it was more so tailored for me. And the the longer I live now, the more I understand why and and why I had that particular experience. Mm, that's interesting. And I'm sure other people's are tailored for them. Um, you know, I saw no religious figures at all. Okay. Um, other people say they do. Right. Yeah, no. that's a that's a point that I make a lot is like some people see Jesus, some people see Buddha or, or whoever, right. right? And they can't possibly all be true, I would think, right? So, <laughs> so that's right. uh yeah. Yeah, I I I can't speak on anyone else's experience. I just know that I didn't um I I did see a lot on religion um or or lack of it, but um mm -hmm. Yeah, it just wasn't, um, you know, and, and I'm sure that I'll get attacked for that, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's fine, too, but I'm not going to lie, and I'm not going to just say, you know, I, I saw Jesus just to appease certain people who, you know, um, you know, that's had that kind of thought, you know, yeah. so, um, but I do know one thing, Um my experience was loving. I saw love. Uh, my guide was loving. Um, so I'm I'm firm with that. And, you know. Yeah. I mean, as long as you have that, do you really need Jesus? You know what I mean? I, <laughs> That's I just my opinion. But <laughs> I get a lot of crap for saying things like that, too. You know, I, uh, I've, it's I've, all I've, about the love, you know? Yeah. It's really all about the love. And that's something my guide told me. And you know, it's about the love and the kindness. So let me know if I'm skipping ahead here, but uh, is, uh, so would you say that's a, like one of the main purposes of, of why why we're here? Because your guide said that, uh, you know, we're, we all sign up for this sort of thing and we're here for, I mean, it's, what is the, <laughs> the purpose? 
Well, you know, um, it, it's our soul that um, I, I learned and saw that it's our soul that makes the decision for a, a part of it to incarnate. And there's many different reasons for that. Um, mm -hmm. Your reason is going to be different than mine. And even my husband's or, you know, or whoever. Um, but it, none of it is for cruel purposes or, or anything like that. You know, we set up so much of what we experience um, in our life. Um, it's it's not even funny. It's it's really not funny, you know, and that was one of the things that um, I really, you know, when I've had tough times, it's it's really hard for me sometimes because it's like, damn it, I can't really blame anything or, you know, you can't do that. Damn, life sucks or excuse my language or, no, you know, fine. life is unfair yeah. because um, we set up like so much of what we go through, you know, we set up like those parameters, there's certain parameters and, you Dina, know, I got some got... bones to pick with myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> tell you that. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, Jesus feeling like, what the heck yeah. were you thinking? You know, <laughs> but that's the bottom line, you know, like when people say, um, Oh, geez, you know, I was shown favor or, or, you know, God decided to bless me. Not necessarily that it's that those things were either owed to you for actions that you did or, or were deserving of, or, um, or the opposite is true. You know, you needed to go through these things to experience, you know, um, is that like a karma though? How would how would you sorry to interrupt, but is there a way to sort of attain rewards? Is the, is that like a karmic thing? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You know, um it, it's like called planting seeds, and you'd be amazed at how the littlest things that we do, they have an effect on our lives as we're living it. Um whether it's little good things or little bad things. So say for instance, um, you know, at, at 15, we decide, you know, uh, we want to, we're with a bunch of teenagers and we want to destroy the neighbor's car just out of fun. Mm -hmm. So here we are 30 years later at 45 and someone crashes into our car or steals our car that we just bought. And we're like, hold up. I didn't deserve this. <laughs> yeah, you did. It's the, <laughs> oh, man. it's the universe balancing itself out, which is what karma really is. Karma is not good or bad. It's just balancing out of our actions, mm. you know? Um, and sometimes... Um, it takes a while for it to catch up to us, you know, sometimes, and we've all had the instant karma. I know I have, you know, um, sometimes it comes instantly. Sometimes it just takes, you know, forever, but yeah, but karma it's those, but those little seeds, oh my gosh, just a little smile here or kindness there that builds up. And it, and it does return to us. It really does. 
The universe wow. is so fair, so loving, and so perfect. It's perfect. People don't realize how perfect um, everything is. But when viewed through our eyes, the human eyes, it's it's chaotic, you know, yeah. but it's not really, it's not really. That's amazing. Uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. seems like a, everything is kind of like a, like a balancing scale, right? Have too much on one side. Absolutely. Well, love is, 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 I call lo love the null spot because it's perfectly balanced. It's perfectly scaled and and love is perfect but um your view of love may be different than my view of love yeah love will present itself to us in the way we need to see it it's not going to always be flowers and roses and you know <laughs> that type of thing yeah it's going to be the way we need to see it you know um, for instance, I really, years ago, I really, really, really needed to be a nicer person, believe it or not, even though I was told by my guide to be kind, I kind of forgot it over the years and I was somewhat like, um, cold and, and not very caring towards like the elderly and people that had like physical hardships and it, I wasn't getting like any better with that. And so I had an operation and long story short, the operation resulted in me having five operations. Mm -hmm. um, and the one thing that I learned from all that, my incapacitation and everything was to be kind to people with infirmities because I was so, I couldn't move hardly. Mm -hmm. And I spent months like that. And so that was love, but it, that's how love had to teach me in my way of understanding, mm -hmm. you know, because I wasn't getting it any other way. So it showed me through that way. And, and fortunately, I healed um, from those operations, but I got it. I got it. So. Amazing. So. Back to your experience, when did your guide present itself? Because it, it was an it, right? When, when... Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> okay. When did it present itself and like how did that whole thing start? So <clears throat> after I kind of got drunk of love in this beautiful white realm, mm -hmm. um, they they told me they were my guide. And I did ask, well, what's a guide? Because, you know, who who knows at 17 what a guide is? Mm. And they were like, you know, you'll know soon enough. And um, but they told me we were gonna travel. And they never presented their name um to me, or I they appeared just as this beautiful glowing orb. And at times the orb was it glowed bright and then at times it, it would come back uh condensed back but um i never had an identity you know male female whatever mm -hmm. from it um and it told me we were going to travel at that point and travel we did 
And we landed out in space through this portal, this, you know, I don't, I don't, I've never had a word for how we traveled. The best way I can describe it is uh, the swirling sort of energy, but it was like an instantaneous, once we entered it, it was instantaneous. We were there. Mm-hmm. So this is this is one of the things I really wanted to ask you about. Okay. Um, so when you say space, uh, and keep in mind, there's nothing you can say to make me think you're a lunatic or or <laughs> or offend me in any way. I, okay. I've heard everything. So okay. Do you? Is it like the space that we know here? Uh, how how would you just dis- describe it? Or oh, is it a absolutely. whole different thing? Absolutely. So it it was space. Okay, mm-hmm. but but with a with a completely different view. Um, so let's just say I was given the the back uh, the behind the stage behind the curtains view. Okay. Um, because um, I know for a fact, like I saw several planets that you just knew weren't visible to regular humans. Okay. Um, I saw particles and that was the most fascinating thing to me. Um, The particles that flow through space, it's there. Like one in particular was this beautiful butterfly white energy thing mm-hmm. you know that i saw all around space well obviously none of the astronomer astronomers have ever picked up on that <laughs> but they were everywhere out in space um space has a tone there's tones that you can hear that i heard or like different frequencies yeah, you could call them frequencies. Yes, it wasn't okay. music. Like mm-hmm. although I call it music of the spheres, but there were tones that were throughout at least the sections that we were in. Um there were there were different dimensions like mm-hmm. it was so weird because um at one point I think earlier you and I were talking about the different layers of something, but that's also how space is like, there's different layers of dimensions and densities out there. Right. You Um, said something about it being solid at some point in one of your, um, well, solid as far as like viewable to us. Is that what you mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to sort of translate the two. Yeah. If that works, I don't know. Right. So, um, like, for instance, there was this huge spherical ship that was out there. Okay. That was very solid. But the the most amazing thing to me was, along with seeing that ship, uh, and my guy was explaining, like, the beings that were on the ship and stuff, but 
at the same time, I was conscious of a, a, a dimension that was beyond that ship, but that was overlaid on that ship of a whole nother type of uh, beings, of, of these other beings that were traveling that seemed to just go like right through them. Mm -hmm. um, this is the type of stuff that I was seeing out there. It's mind blowing. So it's, different it's layers of, of dimensions, essentially. Yes. Okay. Different layers of dimensions. And then my guide said, there's also different densities out in space. Mm -hmm. And there is a difference between densities and dimensions. Now, please don't like ask me to tell you because um, I don't have a scientific bent to my mind. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but, but, but I, as far as the densities goes, when they told me about the densities, what they said was there were planets that are in our solar system we're not even aware of. Mm -hmm. um, because they're in, they have different densities. However, my guide said that in time we would be able to pick up hints of their movement, some of their motion. But that's probably as far as we would get. But what's I thought is interesting is maybe two or three months after I published the book, they came out with something about finding a planet or the, the possibility of this exoplanet in our solar system. There, there's, mm -hmm. there's something um, that came out about that, that someone informed me of and said, wow, did you see this? Um, and I guess they're making new discoveries all the time, but yeah. But yeah, the you're just seeing layers upon layers of of space. Um, but space is not empty. It's and these and these little um, I described the little like the white butterfly energy. Mm -hmm. um, they flow in like a, a a pattern. So much is geometric, by the way. So. There's like a perfection. Um, there's a geometric pattern to everything, but it's perfect. Um, and space contains all that, flows like that. I don't know how to. I did better. Uh, I do better when I'm not on the spot. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. If it comes to you at any point, <laughs> feel free. Feel free to interject uh, but so when you say you saw these planets like were they like you were sure they were like solid planets or were they like did they present as like lights or gas or so um i i guess you can't really see the yeah i can see it okay well yeah but you can't really see the so in this picture i painted this year's um after my nde because i had to get it out mm -hmm. Uh, what it looked like. And by the way, this here um, is is one of the intelligent creatures that I saw out in space. It's It, it was a moving nebula. And, but it was intelligent. And part of it, 
if you see the white part, mm -hmm. um, it would gather itself up and almost have like a, do you know, like the Casper, the friendly ghost form? Yeah. Yeah. Almost had that at, at certain times. And then it would travel a bit and then it would spread itself back out. It, it was fascinating. And it, so it's not really a nebula, some mm. kind of creature um, that oh. was out there that um, wasn't necessarily solid, but I know that because I was in like spiritual form, I was able to see it, but I doubt that the casual astronomer is going to be able to see it now. But so you're saying these planets are living beings? Well, that nebula was like a some type of being. Okay. Some definite some type of being. Okay. And, and they're out there. Um, and remember, you said there's nothing I can say. No, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I've heard worse than this. Believe me, this is great. <laughs> um, and also, um, so, and like I was saying, that big sphere, that was solid. And I knew that we if it was close enough we would be able to see it but then there was within another dimension there was beings that were actually passing through this this planetary system sphere um that weren't solid that you know they i could see them but to you and and to your definition of solid, no, they weren't solid. Okay. And you saw the whole Earth while you're up there, like you yeah, saw. I did not see Earth, and this okay. is not Earth. Okay. Okay. This is not <laughs> cool. Earth. All right. This is a whole nother planet. Okay, that's interesting. So, so you got the sense definitely though that this this space that you were in is like the same space that we we look up to from here in the earth realm but yes. but you got a behind the scenes look from a different pair of uh -huh. eyes i can say okay from a different pair you, of eyes do you think we're shooting rockets up there <laughs> do i think we're shooting yeah. <laughs> think we're shooting rockets up there as far as what uh i mean aimed no at something or I, it just seems weird like you know they haven't told us anything like this you know what i mean in the mainstream I mean, come on, like, I mean, do they really even acknowledge uh, alien life yet? I mean, I mean, they're they're starting to, but I think for nefarious purposes, if if I if you ask me, um, mostly. Um, so that, that's why I'm really interested in this stuff, because, yeah, you and, you and you had some stuff to say about aliens, which was really fascinating to me, too. Um yeah, what do you think about aliens? And what do you think? Uh, oh, well, think I've the seen them. I mean, I, I saw them. I, I okay. saw them. Um, and different ones. Um, and not only that, but I, I, you know, even back then when I was 17 and saw these creatures out there and the, some different species, you know, and then to know that, like, people were like, ah, we're the only ones out there. It was just infuriating, you know? <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I saw a a race of them 
who knows what they're called. Um, but they were like these, uh, 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 like anything stereotypical. Pardon? Like a stereotypical gray or anything no, like no, that? No, 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 no. No, 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 they're not. I, I don't know. Uh, so they were, first of all, we went to this, um, it wasn't a planet. It was this ship thing, but it wasn't spherical. It was a ship that like, uh, the only way I can describe it to people is if you take all the pieces of a Lego, put them together any kind of way, and then just keep <laughs> taking them apart and putting them together. Except these Lego pieces were crystallized, like they were a crystal uh, bio type of uh, material. Oh, and okay. it was almost see-through except for the different slants of this this structure you could see it and the beams were made exactly up of the same structure except they had and they they were humanoid mm -hmm. as far as like you know arms and legs and a head except their whole face was two vertical slits for eyes and that just opened and closed wow um, completely freaked me out. Um, yeah. were you, remember were you I was scared? 17. Yeah. I wasn't scared, mm -hmm. but I, it was just, I had, I couldn't relate to them. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the thing also was, um, they were, they could merge into their structure to where you couldn't even tell it was a being and they could come out of it. And I, I saw many of them doing that. Um, and it was, it was just so weird. Um, you saw them doing what exactly? Sorry. So they would they would merge into their um, into that structure. The one that I said was like a Legos. Okay. Yeah. They because they were the same type of material as their ship. So they merged into parts of the ship, and then they some of them would come out at other places on the ship. So like biomechanical, um, like half machine, exactly. half bio. Exactly. Well, they weren't mechanical, but, but bio, definitely yeah. bio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They weren't robotic at all, okay. um, but they it was definitely like a bio crystal type of something. Um, gotcha. But with these vertical slits for eyes and when the vertical slits opened, it was complete blackness in there. Mm -hmm. Um. And my guide said that they provided like security for a section of space, that hmm. section of space. Interesting. Did you, so did you and, get a sense that they were good or bad or? I didn't get a sense that they were hostile at all. Okay. Not at all. Um, no hostility. The problem was I just couldn't relate to them. Yeah. I, you know, I just couldn't, I mean, now I, I just constantly, every time I think about it, I just want to kick myself. Mm -hmm. um, but back then I wasn't curious about them because I couldn't relate to them, but they were not robotic. They were not, they were very humanoid, but you couldn't tell if they were male, female. Um, but they, they definitely were a, uh, 
biological type of uh, race. And the funniest thing is when they weren't attached to their structure thing, the outline of them, um, have you ever seen like the kaleidoscope? You look through that kaleidoscope? Yeah. Okay. So the outline of them had all those different colors, like, wow. but, but there was nothing really too solid about them. It, it was constantly like shimmering and, and, and moving. And so, and, and, you know, maybe that was um, perfect for them being, um, you know, secure providing security like my guide said you know to others in that section of space security from what is what is what my question is <laughs> that's a good yeah, point right very good point yes yes so yes is that the only race of alien that you saw or were there many? no no um oh. then we went to a um um a world that was like uh Remember, you said, you know, I got it you. Had, it had a blue sun. <laughs> okay. It was a beautiful, beautiful blue sun. Uh -huh. um, and these moons, um, there was a beige, a red, and a green. And they were, the, the moons were just right there. Like when we first arrived, we were above the water. Um, and you, the water yes there was water this planet was just basically made up of water okay this is the water realm that you're talking about because water the... world yes okay yes okay yes. yes i'm sorry no no worries i was because i was going to ask you about that because you had mentioned that uh in another interview i saw so oh okay yeah that was a point of interest for me so okay so that's the first place you got to when you're in space there was water no, 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 no. That was that was after I saw the. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. All right, sorry. <laughs> I wish I I, sh I need to come up with a name for those things, but I just don't know what to call them. Lydia eyes. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Creepy. I don't know. Um. Okay. So yeah, the wa So the water realm. That was fascinating to me because you saw a lot of like, uh, races of of things that are sort of popular in mythical lore, right? I did, except they're not as cute as we have portrayed them to be. Okay. Honestly, they are fright they were frightening looking. Um and that was probably um it's funny because I didn't have a fear of the vertical slit-eyed creatures, but uh -huh. I could have had a fear of these uh mermaid Mer people is what I call them, um, because they were a, a tad bit frightening, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, but they they never did anything hostile or harmful or anything like that, but just by their looks. And there were so many different types of them um, and, and colors of them. Um, uh, some of them had like... Um, like octopus legs, but mm -hmm. yet everything from here up was humanoid. Okay. Um, there were some that had like this breathing muscles in the front that just expanded out. 
Some were in the back. Um, some of them had them here <laughs> on their face. Yeah. And so these things would come like out and then contract back. Um, mostly all of them had these slits, um, these red or yellow slitted eyes, sort but of like they were vertical. Pardon? Like lizard type eyes, maybe? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, yes, exactly okay. like that. Hmm. Um, and it's funny because, um, you know how we portray, um, mermaids is like having the flowing hair and yeah. all this kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe one of the colors of them had hair. Otherwise, mostly they didn't. Mm. Um, it was they were completely bald. Okay. Um, some of them did have the tail. Um, you know the the tail, like fish tail. Yeah. Um, but a lot didn't. Um, some of them had the two legs, but were melded together. Mm. but they had like it was legs but imagine if the legs weren't separated right um no flippers or anything to swim some uh when you say flippers though like <laughs> i don't know I'm just guessing most of them um had like the musculature arms but the albinos, um, they were completely like a beige color. They had um, very short everything. Everything was short on them. And to me, they were almost the most ferocious looking. Um, but there was uh, many different types of these uh, mer people creatures. And... Um, I'd like to say, uh, just relay this um, before I forget. Mm -hmm. um, I saw this humongously fat creature um, that could look like a walrus or something. And it was upright with like a, just kind of tail at the bottom, like going like this. And I, I never forgot that creature because it was so big. So many years after my NDE, I was stationed in Florida. It was actually my last um, station and my last base. And um, you were in the military. Pardon? You were in the military. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, I was. Um, and a friend invited me over to her house and her house was connected to a dock. And I go... Um, you know, I'm sitting in her dock and these creatures swam up and it's manatees. And I literally fell to my knees and just burst out in tears because I had never seen or heard. I'm from Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen or heard of a manatee ever. Okay. And that creature I saw in the water world was a freaking manatee and i just burst into tears and and at seeing it and it was like because it was like a confirmation a personal confirmation for me you know so exactly so, like a manatee 
Because I, I was thinking when you said that, I was thinking Jabba the Hutt or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what came to my mind. No, but it was it was a manatee. Okay. And I I didn't know these creatures were here. Mm. You know, I mean, honestly, someone from Philadelphia, you know, unless you go to Disney World or whatever, Disneyland, um, how are you going to know that? You know? Yeah. So at any point where you like, Yo, guide, why are you showing me this? Like, what, what's going on? Because that's a pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Absolutely. I did ask, um, you know, um, and my guide just said I would understand why in the short and the long term. And um, I kind of understand now, you know, what they meant um, as far as both, you know. This now is definitely the long term. I had no idea ever I would be explaining this stuff or that anyone would be interested in in listening to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely if I had of pardon. <laughs> I'm definitely interested. <laughs> well, I mean, if I had of, I mean, I, I'm sure I probably would have, you know, come out with it a lot sooner than mm-hmm. many decades later. Yeah. So um, at any point, did you see any any like alien creatures that would fit like the stereotypical like people talk about gray aliens? People talk about like reptilians. Um, did you see any of those? And do you feel like any of the like aliens have a role on in this realm? Oh my gosh! Um, so yes, I did. Um, yes to both of your questions, actually. Okay. Um, and the second one, my guy told me that aliens um, basically run Earth. Um, this is, you know, we are guests. They, this is, this is not our planet. And there are very high level beings that run it. Wow. Um, excuse me. And yes, I did see um, other type of creatures. And that was, you know, I saw so many different type of creatures traveling through space, um, different type of ships, different type of containers. Um, but one in particular, not quite exactly the gray mm-hmm. type, um, but a um but I wasn't as up close with them as I was with these vertical slit creatures or, mm-hmm. or the mer people. But this, uh, these were traveling, but somehow I was able to get a really good look at them and they were super tall, very spindly, spindly arm things, but they didn't have really hand hands. Um, and legs um, that were on the ship. But it was their eyes that were amazing because they were super round and they weren't the almond eyes. They were round. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I don't that have anything. That really makes to... me think of, uh, I just saw a picture of, of, of like a sculpture from like Mesopotamia that looks exactly like what you're describing. I wish I had. Oh, it. really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's actually like really weird kind of alien iconography and strange creatures throughout ancient history. That's why I'm fascinated by this stuff. 
And, um, you know, I've talked to like people like uh, David Icke, who gets a lot of crap for saying that that aliens actually run oh, this world yeah. through through like the elites of this of this world. And he believes them to be like lower fourth dimensional reptilian beings. And he gets a lot of crap for that. So I love to hear other experiences and, you know, right. see see if there's any truth to that. Um, oh, absolutely. There is. But, you know, um they're sort of like, um, from what I saw, I'll just say this, um, and this was not during my NDE, but during my visit to the through the void, but which was years later. But um, those type of beings that David Ike um, describes, yes, they do have a part to play in overall here. But there's even higher level beings um, that really control, and they're extremely good. They're benefic beings, and they allow certain things, um, but they do have their limits. Um, they they sort of give a, a very long rope, but it is a rope, um, and they're the ones that are in charge. And they're ultimately good. Apps, they're beyond good. They're they're beyond good. I got some questions for them then, Vina, because <laughs> um, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but like I, I feel like this earth is getting kind of crazy. It's getting kind of crazy for me. And sometimes it feels like there's nothing but evil going on. I know. I you know, know it I mean? can appear that way. It really can. So yeah, I'm try I've been trying to make sense of that and uh it feels like there is no nobody on our side sometimes. So it's oh, nice there to is. hear that. There there is. You know, that was another um thing. Um you you have to remember that um a lot of it is what we see through our eyes as we're viewing things here, but you know love has like the very last word everything will resolve to that love hmm. um and that really is the only power um although it seems that other things have temporary power um and are controlling things they don't really they really really don't and that has been seeing that has been a true comfort to me um and so as I watch things play out, I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. It's, I, I was shown this spiral and the spiral, you know, the, the, there's love where it starts and then it spirals out, you know, like the spiral. Yeah. That's in right. tons of ancient cultures. Okay. Yeah. So the love, the beginning of that spiral is love. But as it goes out, it, it's, you know, it looks like, oh my God, all this stuff is coming out, you know, all this stuff. But if you look at that spiral, even those branched out areas of it still goes back to that center. And that center is still love. So, it, it feels sometimes like, you know, evil has more power and this and that. It just really doesn't. It really, really doesn't. 
do you, do you think that evil plays a part in in teaching us like why why do you think we have evil on the planet um some of it is karmic some of it is um people that shut down their um subconscious you know that subconscious is like that mm-hmm. direct conduit to the soul mm-hmm. and people ignore that those impulses from the from the subconscious so once you once the subconscious gets ignored enough times it's it hibernates it shuts down and then that person can succumb to evil um but even with that they can only affect persons who are either owed that some type some type of evil or it's in their karmic destiny to experience it or they've agreed to experience it it's not like it can just affect everyone the exact same way okay it's sort of like when an airplane crashes um and several people live several people don't you know Mm -hmm. um it just wasn't meant for those who live to go so the same with evil, you know, um, it's just how we view it, you know. So it's kind of a bluff in a sense, like they're kind of bluffing sometimes. It's a huge they, bluff. A right. Huge bluff. It's just fear. A yeah. huge. Yes. And, and you know, fear is, is wonderful because with fear, you can control more easily, you know. Yeah. Um, but oh, I, I always think of that spiral. Um, whenever I get yeah. too overwhelmed and I just remember the um, the beginning of it and the end of it. I don't know if you can see this here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. So that that beginning there is the love and of course all this other crap is the evil and the this and the this and the whatever yeah but it all ends up back here doesn't it yeah that's really that's so interesting that you that you say all this because yeah you know i've 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 researched a lot of like the ancient uh ancient stuff and you I, i I, I've been meaning to do like a like a little video documentary on the spiral itself because it's in like the ancient Hopis had it, the spiral, and um, they talked about like ant people and there was like these weird figures with ants on like cave drawings or something with the spiral next to it, um, or ants or aliens, whatever they are, I don't know. Uh, but uh, and also, I mean, I think it goes back to like the Aztecs too. I, it's in so many different places, so that's super. That's super fascinating. And, you know, uh, to me, it's interesting that you say that because I saw it while in the realm of the void. And so that leads me to think that these where you saw it and whoever, you know, portrayed it, they were having some type of uh, connection also, you know, right. um, to see that. So uh, that's very fascinating. Yeah. Um, so I have to ask you, because you you know you said that uh, that you believe that they they play a role on this planet. I I interviewed uh, Howdy McCoskey, who wrote a book called Exit the Cave, 
and uh, exit the cave. Yeah, exit the cave. It's fascinating. Um, okay. So he believes that this Earth is a ba a bad copy of some something else. I'm not sure which. I haven't finished his book yet, but he thinks it's a bad copy run essentially by these beings. And, okay. Uh, okay. And so he thinks that near death experiences, <laughs> like when you hear about the really positive ones, he thinks that they're in control of that, and they're essentially tricking people back into reincarnating to sort of give them energy. There, there's some kind of like a battery on this planet, sort of the human energy. <laughs> um, and I think some of this like kind of notion is is portrayed in uh, old like Gnostic texts and stuff like that. Okay. So it's not completely out there, but uh, but I, I love asking people who have had an experience what they think about this because uh, it's important to look at the more dark like versions of things. And some I've also talked to uh, you know people who uh, have written books about hellish experiences. What do you what do you make of all that stuff? Well, I do know that um, as far as the hellish, hellish experiences, mm -hmm. uh, my guy was the one that explained to me about evil and how it operates and how that subconscious does shut down. And when it does, the person um, is open to evil. They will succumb to evil. But that's only on this level. Um, there is no necessarily hell. However... My guy did say that once they pass, um, they will exist in a hellish type state on the other side, not hell, but in other words, it's a world that they created mm -hmm. um, for themselves by succumbing to that evil. So wow. it's, it, it is a hellish type of state, but there's no like, hey, Patrick, you're going to hell, buddy. Right. Um, there's, you know, there. It's not that that type of situation. Um, and also, as far as the first part of your question, I can tell you this: experiencing um, the other side, and just closing my eyes now and going back to that and thinking about that, and my time in the in the void. Um. It is just so ultra real mm -hmm. um, that I would have to disagree that it's like a, a simulation or um, anything other than being truly real. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would just have to disagree with that. And, okay. and there's a realness to it that you just know it's it's ultra real wow amazing yeah it's important to hear both both sides but that that helps i mean i certainly hope it's not a a bad copy we're living in you know controlled by <laughs> who knows what i mean it's just well i mean us. and and earth was designed for this i mean it's it's designed yeah. You know, this is one of the imperfect planets. There's other uh, planets that have more harmonious existences um, where we can live those paradise type lives. Earth just isn't one of them. Mm. 
that that's super interesting that you said that too that like they will they'll go to like a uh, a realm that they sort of design for themselves um because i've i've read a little bit of like other uh religious texts and like okay. uh bhagavad gita in the, the hindu okay. religion they talk about uh seven higher realms and seven lower realms and the lower realms are sort of like there's sort of like a paradise that they created um and it's not like it's not like hell but it's like uh it's a more superficial type of living where where like uh you do have you know good it, it you do have like good feelings and stuff but then the the pain is also like ultra real or, or like amplified well do you remember in sort of the beginning of of this actual interview i told you mm -hmm. while in the white realm i saw like shades of other worlds yeah that was part of it okay um other realms of existence um but the ones that i sort of saw there weren't like no pains or negativity with them but mm. but it, there were different ones and i guess we could correlate them to being different levels yeah like i know that the angelic realm um my guide showed me i was unable to partake of it Oh. Because that realm is is in such a rarefied atmosphere, like the highest, like most enlightened. Absolutely, like absolutely, like I okay. I was shown it, but I couldn't even, you know, wow. get anywhere near it. Um, wow. And it the beauty and purity of it is just indescribable, and wow. I don't even think they were being type beings; they were something totally else but i was also told that they never incarnate ever mm -hmm. they can traverse the different planes the different dimensions but they can they don't ever incarnate they can dip in and dip out but wow you know they're og <laughs> so do you, right. think, do you think we have like a uh a choice to reincarnate or just absolutely yeah absolutely all right yes definitely some of us choose to some of us need to mm. uh, because it's so much harder to work out things over there because everything is basically so loving and peaceful you don't have those circumstances to test yourself mm -hmm. you know it's easy to say hey i'm like i'm great when you know the 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 energy around you is just pure harmony right. well of course you know my whole question with that is though is like i see like hearing this stuff i'm led to believe that we're like all perfect sparks of god or whatever the ultimate energy is so i'm wondering like why do we need to be perfected you know what i mean that's... Well, I totally believe the soul. I, from what I saw, the soul is definitely perfect and and, and connected and and mm -hmm. that type of thing. Um, and I'm not sure I even have an answer for you on that, mm -hmm. but I do know that um, there's different reasons for it. I I know that, like there's karmic or 
we've stepped our toe in and now we may have screwed up and now we got to fix certain things. I don't know. Mm. Um, but that's a good point you make. And um, that I don't have the answer to. Yeah. I, hey, I don't, yeah, I don't think anyone really <laughs> does. Um, all right. I come, a couple things I want to ask you before you, before I let you go, I could talk to you forever. Uh, <laughs> super fascinating. Absolutely. Uh, you're, you're, this is definitely immensely enjoyable for me. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Immensely. Um, I have to ask you, you have some things to say about autism. You were shown what autism is and the purpose of autism. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know what? I actually have a whole chapter on that in the book, and mm-hmm. I don't want to really cut out certain things from it just because it can get a little messy. I did that, yeah. and some people, I got a barrage of like, not the greatest meal. But I will say this. Autism um, is not necessarily the affliction that people think it is. And these people have um, basically one foot here and one foot there. And they are viewing the world um, through a different set of eyes. And their perspective sometimes is brilliant, amazing. And they do see and feel and hear everything. This is the extremely autistic people but they see and feel and hear everything and everything is registered. They just can't express it. Um, There's a sacrifice that's done um, when you choose to operate on that frequency of one foot here and one foot there, you know, Um, because this brain can only handle but so much. Um, But it's such... um, it's that is why I literally devoted a whole chapter to it. Mm. Um, it's 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 really a beautiful thing. Um, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Okay, yeah, fair enough. That sounds that's it makes a lot of sense to me though. They they tend to be very intelligent people. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and and intelligent on other levels than just uh, book sense, book mm-hmm. um, type of intelligence. There's there's a there's a whole level of intelligence most of us don't even have compared to some autistic people. Mm. I know I certainly don't. Yeah, me neither. I make a lot of stupid mistakes. <laughs> but um Okay, so what about pets? Do all dogs go to heaven? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I got a chapter on that in the book too. But um, I will say this. Dogs, our pets um, have souls, just animal souls. So think about this. All souls, once on the other side, it's a soul to soul connect a recognition so yes you're gonna see those pets again mm. definitely that's awesome and i go into um especially i was shown things about cats and dogs uh, mostly um and i go into their different respective 
um, types of beings, but they're um, they're they're definitely sentient and they have animal souls, and we will see them again. That's amazing. How can they not have souls? Have you seen? Have you looked into a dog's oh eyes? Oh my gosh! I mean, I, they're more soul. <laughs> they have more soul than most of us, I think. Oh yeah, personally. Anybody who disagrees with that, I will fight you. Right. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, this has been amazing. Um, I could ask you a million more questions, but um, I, I'm definitely going to read your book. I recommend everybody read read the book. It's uh, My Near-Death Experience from A to Z, and that's available uh, in all, all major book, uh, book outlets and all that. I, I'm pretty sure, yes. Um I'm pretty sure. I, I haven't had one person that said they couldn't get it. I know it's on Amazon. I checked. Yes, so. definitely. Um, yeah. So, okay. Where else can people follow you? Um, I have a um, YouTube channel. My NDE from A to Z. Okay. Um, yes. So, and from there, they can get the book information. There's a Facebook group other uh videos that i do i do q a sessions okay that sounds awesome well definitely everybody follow vena uh and uh check out her book uh i'm sure it's absolutely phenomenal uh thank you so much for talking with me today one of the uh most amazing interviews i've had i think oh wow thank uh, you so much honestly you made it a complete this is honestly probably been my best Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, hope uh, hope you keep in touch. Well, thank you. You too. You Absolutely. too. And you know what? I How about this? After you, if you do read the book, I'd love to have your opinion. Sure. Yeah, that would be great. I'd love to have your opinion. Okay. My reading list is long, but I will. I, I don't will care what it is. Out. I don't care if it's five years from now. All right, Vina. Because thank you so much. You're so knowledgeable on a lot of things, also, and and you have a good sense of things. Um, so thank I'd you. appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right, I'm gonna stop the recording here. I'll say I'll say goodbye to you after. Um, right. Yeah, everybody. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do that, or I'll cry. And uh, <laughs> yeah, if you, I'm on uh, bitchute dot com slash a light on as well uh odyssey.com and of course you know the major platforms spotify apple all that good stuff if you're new please check it out and uh yeah thanks again see you next time